0: This is Monday, May 15th, and we're finishing our last week of our Vision podcast. This week we're looking at how everyone needs grace. Have you ever noticed how God seems to always be expanding our vision of the scope of his love? We may draw a circle that keeps some people out, but God widens the circle to bring more in. This week we're looking at what undergirds all of our vision at Granada, and that's grace. Everyone needs grace. Everyone. One of the great Old Testament prophets had to learn this the hard way. Though God gave Israel the mission of being priests for the world, of bringing blessing to the world, they turned in upon themselves. They forgot their mission and lost track of the compassion and grace of God. This really is the story behind the prophet Jonah. Yes, I know when we look at Jonah, we're tempted to get distracted by the big fish. But I think we do this to avoid the real problem in Jonah's life. It's not the fish. It's his own ethnic and racial pride. He has no room for Gentiles in the way he sees God's plan. So when God sends him off to Nineveh, the capital of the evil Assyrian Empire... He went in the opposite direction. Of course, God has a way of course correcting in our lives. Often it's something that swallows us up and won't let us go until we've come to reckon with ourselves and also with God. Maybe you've been swallowed up along the way in your life, and this moment turned out to be a moment of grace, a course correction, and a life-changing experience. That's what Jonah needed to get back on track and to get to where God wanted him to be. He entered an evil city where violence was celebrated and where people lived lives far from God. Jonah, hell, he had no love for those people. That's no surprise, since they were Israel's enemy. But God loves the bad guys, too, because all of us, when it comes down to it, are really bad guys. Jonah's discovery from the belly of the fish was pretty simple. This is Jonah 2, verse 8 and 9. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. Isn't that beautiful and simple? Salvation belongs to God. That is, God saves. Since God saves, he gets to choose who gets saved. And God has chosen you and also many others that don't look much like you do. This is the good news. You see the whole story of humanity after the first two people were barred from the garden turns out to be the story of grace. It's the gospel. And we live in our world positively in a way that glorifies God for his love and goodness. There's no other way to put it. We need God. It's always been true, but we may not have always seen it. We need God to have peace with each other because we're experts at blowing up relationships. We need God to get beyond self-hatred because our weaknesses and failures can be overwhelming and to discover the mission God has for us in the world. We need God to live beyond our regrets and guilt and shame because the tide of darkness always seems to be riding, rising, and none of us can drain, drain that swamp. That always hits me when I read the positive psychologist Brené Brown. She's a terrific speaker and writer. She tells us we have value and that we're enough. But she doesn't show how this is true. She doesn't give the basis for what she teaches. It all hangs from the sky, suspended in the air. She assumes grace without explaining the source of grace. It isn't in us, it comes from God. The spiritual physics of our world require one greater than ourselves, one that can restore us to ourselves and bring a forgiveness and healing that remedies what's long been broken. We cannot shovel our way out from a life of sinful strategies to advance ourselves and protect and justify ourselves. And that's why it all has to be of grace. God alone can do it. And this is where our vision comes from. Not from good people, but from a redeemed people. And this is what makes worship beautiful. It is what makes us humble enough to walk with other people as messed up as we are. Grace is what enables us to love other people far beyond our own resources and able to really serve others rather than calculating what we have to gain for ourselves. It's because we've been loved in such a way that we ourselves are changed. We don't change ourselves to bring this about because we can't. But the good news is that God can and he does through Jesus. You see, we learn that God takes Jonah to Nineveh But there's one greater than Jonah, who also spent three days in death, so that we might with him inherit life. And that's the life we now have by God's sheer gift of grace. It's that grace that drives everything in us, and what we're going to be learning about this week. Would you pray with me? Father, we've all spent time in the belly of a big fish. Knowing that we were stuck, you brought us out so that we might live in the light of your love, a love great enough to include us. Help us to learn this way, this way of grace that comes from you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.